Jasmine, would you mind starting us off by reading verse 12? Okay. I never know where you're going to go anymore. You keep mixing it up. It's good. All right. I'm so ready. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Okay, so in verse 12, we see Paul's self-assessment and his objective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, man, I thought, gosh, if Paul thinks he has a way to go, then I obviously do too. Mm. <laughs> if he thought mm-hmm. he hadn't attained, then okay. Uh, for me, I just thought like, uh, you know, I was thinking about just like when you think like you have attained. I was like, that's just pride, you know, to think that you have attained. Like, you know those times where you're shocked that you sinned or that, you know, you haven't progressed for, like, I should know better than this. Oh my gosh, I'm so much better than what just happened, you know? And and I was thinking like, well, man, maybe that's because I think I already attained instead of realizing Mm. I'm going to always be in process. I think that's what, uh, what's that Eugene Peterson that Char keeps saying? Like, it's a long obedience over time or something. In the same direction. In the same direction. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to take time and, you know, and it's a process that won't be realized till we're in heaven. And so just to be be okay with that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm never going to attain everything here. But doesn't that keep you from judging others? Yeah, that's like true we're too. all in the process, yeah. and so you don't judge. You spur each other and you encourage each other mm. to keep going forward because uh, we've got this wondrous goal mm-hmm. yeah. of being like Jesus. And and yet, I love how we all have this individuality. Yeah, and yet we're all becoming like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And yet we're not like getting rid of our. We're not step for wives. We're not getting rid of our personalities, but it's almost as if our personalities are growing in. Um, in strength and power, the closer they get to Jesus. Mm, like so when you true. lose your life in Christ, you gain it. Mm-hmm. Don't you think you blossom when yes. you're doing the things yes. God's called you to do yes. and you're yeah. where he wants you yes. and serving him? Yes. That just, sorry, that just reminded me of something that's not in my notes, but last night at our little home fellowship, it was cool because everybody was just kind of sharing how the Lord speaks to them. And it's mm. like you said, it's, the Lord is speaking to all of us. There's a unity in that. It's the same God, but it was also unique, like the ways that he works with each one. And it's like, well, shouldn't it be that way? Um, because all of our human relationships are different and distinct. Wouldn't God have a different relationship with each of us? It's I know like, a guy cool, that the cool. Lord, I mean, he really did speak to him through license plates. <laughs> like he'd be like, Lord, show me the way. And he'd see a license plate. It would either be the thing that going around the edge or it would be the license plate itself. Like it would have like this little message, like right. bless God. <laughs> you know, there was one B-L-S-S-G-D, you know, bless God. And uh, he just started thanking the Lord. But it, the direction, like when he was supposed to move out of state after wow. his wife died, it was like crazy because you want to go, ah, uh, yeah. Hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know? right. And yet when he would say it, you'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, wow, I totally see that. Mm-hmm. But you're right. God ha- uh, speaks, but I mm-hmm. I have not yet met the goal. I mean, yep. my mom had this little cartoon on her mirror, and it said, I, God put me on this earth to do a specific number of mm-hmm. things. I am so far behind, I will never die, which I think is kind of amazing because <laughs> she's 93, you know? <laughs> but Consummate the, to-do list. Yes, but yeah. you know, the idea that like there's still so much ahead. Yeah. In my takeaway, I put Glinda, and I think at 82, the fact that she moves to Idaho, yeah. that she buys a house, she buys a new car, and she says, all right, Lord, what are you gonna, how do you wanna use Glinda mm-hmm. at 82? Mm-hmm. And she's not looking at death, she's looking at life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have a tendency to look at death, like I'm gonna slow down, I'm gonna retire, I'm gonna, and we're supposed to be looking, no, this is like a new phase. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want? And I think that we are at this really new phase time 
even in America. We have mm. never had such a time like this. And I mean, it's like the media and all the powers of hell are trying to conspire to keep us in suspense and to get us like kind of shaky. But we are not shaken because Amen. our eyes are on Jesus Christ. Right. We are not shaken because we already know where our citizenship is. Mm-hmm. And, and we've got a goal. And we can still, you can can isolate us, you can put us in our homes, and we're still going to get to that goal because we can pray, Mm -hmm. we can seek the Lord, we can text, we can (laughs) Zoom, but we can still Mm -hmm. seek the Lord. And and we still have our Bibles, we still have the same Jesus who speaks to us. I I, I just think that we're not in suspense and we're not going to be shaken because... You know, I, I see mm-hmm. that hand. See that hand? Yes. Yeah, and so that was my takeaway too, that his objective was to press on. Yes. And that it was yes. pressing on with purpose. It wasn't yes. an aimless race yes. or an aimless fight. And so all those things you were just saying, it's pressing on with purpose mm. and running swiftly after that goal. And it's yeah. not a passive thing at all. It's pressing in, pressing on, and that's how God wants us to be no, fighting towards that. Yes. No, I'm glad you said that about how it's not passive because that was kind of my takeaway too because I think you can, kind of like what you're saying about you just kind of retire and whatever. There is a tendency. I think some people can just say, well, I'm good at this level. I'm fine mm-hmm. here. I'm, I'm just settled. And that actually goes to the song Shannon was just singing. You know, you have called me higher. You have called me deeper. I, I love that song because it just reminds me of in Narnia, in the Narnia Chronicles, you know, when it says further up and further in. Yeah. It's like, that's what we're that. supposed to be doing. There's always yeah. more. But God's I also, best. I also, I think that we get so, um, I think there's a danger in finding your identity in your ministry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes God will change your ministry. And I feel like I'm in flux right now. Yeah. I really feel like, you know, even doing this, I'm not mm-hmm. teaching on Fridays. Yeah. I'm just like, all right, Lord, this is different for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and if I had found my purpose and my identity and I teach the joyful life, yep. I'd be lost right now. I'd be so like underneath yes. it. But instead I'm like, this is so fun. Mm-hmm. What do you have next, Lord? And you keep shaping me. Like even at 60, which I keep saying this because this is the last year I'll be 60, but you keep shaping me. You keep yeah. doing what you want to do with my life. And, you know, it's like the Lord's giving me this vision of different directions to go in. And mm-hmm. just like we said about the Christmas coffee, it's like, you know, they're coming and they're like, uh, Angie's like, Can, do you think we could do the Christmas coffee? I'm like, no way. This COVID is not going to be. I was telling her, we are not going to know who the president of the United States is until 2021. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to, COVID will not be over. Yeah. And we're going to have a masked Christmas. Everyone's wearing masks, masks at Christmas. <laughs> I said, no, we can't. But God wants to realign, restructure, yeah. do something so creatively different. I think sometimes when we get constraints, we want to sit down and go, no, my life is over instead of saying, Lord, what doors are you opening? Mm-hmm. There, there's, yeah, it's not in the Bible, but there's that saying that God never closes a door without opening a window. Mm-hmm. That's from Sound of Music. So, I mean, oh, really? Oh, perfect. Yeah. I'm still in the I mean, spirit then. Dude, what was one of the nuns yeah. who said it? She was inspired in the moment. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I'm so glad you knew where yeah. that was. <laughs> in case I need to, you know, use it in a paper or something, uh-huh. I, I know where. There you go. Yeah. She sings Climb Every Mountain. It's beautiful. Anyway. Well, and I think, right. too, with this. <laughs> Which is what we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Sorry, Angie. No, just that extra grace is needed for yes. this process. Yes. That you can't do this without extra grace. And I was thinking about Paul, how, you know, when the Lord appeared to him on the road to um, Damascus, that if he had just stopped there, he could have, but he laid hold of that for which Christ laid hold of him, and he pursued that and pressed in mm-hmm. to that new thing. Think about churches he's established. Think about how many missionary campaigns he's been on yeah. mm-hmm. when he's writing this, and we do know from church history that he's going to get out of prison, yeah, and he's going. maybe even going to go to Spain. We don't know if that actually yeah, happened yeah, yeah. or not, but there right. is so much that happened post-prison for Paul. Mm-hmm. Oh, post-prison for Paul. <laughs> um, purposely. But it was, um, and I'm a real proponent of Paul. But, yes. the, but I just think that God has so much more for us. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to stop. And we, we don't want anything stopping. Yeah. What, and you know, if you feel like your ministry's changed or you don't know what's going on, Ask God, what doors have you opened? Yeah. What doors are open to me right now? Well, and one of the questions on here um, is question three, and it says, take a moment to list some of the purposes that you feel God has for your life. And I would just say, I think that is a really important exercise for all of us to do, just to stop and sit with the Lord and ask him, Lord, what are the purposes? You know, in Ephesians, it's, the Bible says that he has given us, he's created us for a purpose. We're this masterpiece and that he's created good works for us to walk in that he's planned beforehand. I just want to know, like by a show of hands, just you here and obviously the people on camera get off, but how many of you feel like we're totally convicted by that question? Because I was. Because I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I know I should be doing these other things and this is what the Lord opened to me. Yeah. And I was so... Um, I was like, all right, Lord, I know that I've got to stop watching House Hunters. Not that House <laughs> Hunters is bad, but I have a house. And, and I need to just do this thing mm-hmm. that you're calling me to do. I, I honestly feel like the Lord's calling me to write children's books. And I've got this incredible story. And I have this mm-hmm. one woman, Leona, Leona. who's yeah. just like, Cheryl, how's the book coming? I'm like, oh, God. No, yeah. She's your accountability on she that. She is. But she's amazing. <laughs> but the Lord's been giving me more of the yeah. plot line for it, and I'm getting really, really excited. And I just feel like, okay, I could take that time mm-hmm. and just mm. apply it. And, you know, and then, of course, I've got a new grandson, so I get to be more of a grandma than mm-hmm. ever again. Mm-hmm. You know, babies are like new chances. You know, it's like, okay, this one, I'm going to be the better grandma than I even was <laughs> for the 19-year-old. And this is the pressing on, That's right? right? So good. Okay, let's move on to day two. Verses 13 and 14. Cheryl, would you please read those? <gasps> okay, that's kind of like we used to do. Yes. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm reading from the uh, Christian Standard Bible. It's actually a Baptist Bible, but I, I really like it, and I like Me the too. commentary. 
Oh, Baptists are great. Mm-hmm. Baptists are my friends. <laughs> okay, so Paul says that he does not count himself to have apprehended. So we kind of talked about this in the last day, that he isn't perfected, he hasn't mm-hmm. arrived, he still has this end goal that he's working towards. Mm-hmm. The one thing. So what, yeah, what is the one thing he found I love critical? Yeah. One thing. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I, I mean, I just liked, I, I looked at that as kind of like um, how the past... You know, the past can become kind of like a weight. You know, like the, in, is that in Hebrews where it says lay aside every weight? Yep. In this, yeah. I was well like, was done. that Hebrews or Romans? I don't know why I get those confused. But, Me too. Yeah, but I thought of that. It's like, the, you know, thinking of the past, the past isn't necessarily some evil thing, like a sin, but it can be a weight uh-huh. that kind of can hold, hold people back. And I was just thinking, like, how many times the past, past experience can affect people's relationships in the present or, um, you know, their, their, their ministry or even like child rearing, like all kinds of things that the past can become a weight to moving forward. And I was even thinking of Paul's life and how he really did have to press on and not look at the past. I don't know if anybody saw, there was a couple years ago, there was a, one of those movies. It was, I don't know if it was necessarily a Christian movie or whatever, but it was on the Apostle Paul. And it was interesting, and I know there's artistic license in it, but it was of him in prison, and at night he would have these flashback dreams of killing the Christians before he got saved. And I was like, you have to think that must have been there. The enemy would want to bring that up and to remind him of what a horrible person he had been and a murderer and how could God forgive you and that kind of a thing. And again, like I said, I know there's artistic license, but I, I think like, man, that probably was something he had to forget and keep pressing forward mm-hmm. in the call that God gave him because that can really get but somebody also weighed accolades. down. I was thinking about how well, okay, I know my source, Bono. But that song, you've been, you two, you've been, you're stuck in a moment and you can't yeah, get out of it. Yeah, you can't get out of it. That's a good song. And I, it is such a good song. <laughs> but you think of people who are stuck in a moment. Yeah. And everything about their life revolves around that moment. What happened, You yeah. know, that's in the past and that was their good glory. And they've never grown mm. from that moment. Mm-hmm. And they're just stuck because it was so successful. And I, I think like we have to lay aside whether it was a success or yeah. a failure. Mm-hmm. Even successes. Yeah. Right, it needs to all. Don't you think too, the past, sometimes we have this perspective where we look at it with rose-colored glasses right. and we're not seeing it accurately. Like you think of the children of Israel, somehow they thought that being slaves in Egypt was better than being in the wilderness. Like, yeah. oh, the leeks in, in yeah. Egypt are so much better than the manna that you're giving us, this heavenly food. They thought it was better because they were looking at the past incorrectly. Well, I miss yeah. my kids being babies. I you know, know and me they, too. Well, you know, especially like the ones that are in their late 30s are like really disturbed by that attitude with me. <laughs> and, and then I was taking care of my grandson last night and I'm like, thank you, God, that they're all grown. Because uh-huh. this guy's keeping me, he crawls. He's like a speedster. And I just followed him all over. And last night, like Brian went to talk and I'm like, Brian, I'm dead. He's, he left at like 8, 15. Wow. And I was like dead. I was absolutely, I only had him for like three hours. And Brian's like, I'm too busy. I can't help you. I got to study for tomorrow. I'm like, that's okay. I love him. We're going to have so much fun. And it was like, <laughs> I was running the entire time. And he just, and he's climbing up and he's trying to take steps. It's like, oh. And then he's trying to grab the Barnabas, the dog, the tail, the feet, oh, the anything. Barnabas is like totally in competition, getting toys out like, that kid, does he play with toys? Does he even know how to give? And he keeps bringing me toys and dropping them off at me. Like, and then if the baby goes to get him, Barnabas grabs it and runs it outside so the baby can't have it really. So that's one way of forgetting the past. You yes. forgot how hard it was to have little kids. Totally <laughs> forgot that it was that hard. But I mean, again, it, it's, um, 
going forward because mm -hmm. God has things ahead. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the whole point. God has so much ahead. I mean, it's not that the past was bad. Right. It just is the past. The past mm -hmm. is the past. My, um, I was in a, um, Brian used to say when we would argue, he goes, Cheryl, that's the past. That's the past. I'm like, Brian, it was 10 minutes ago. He's like, and that's the past, Cheryl. It's time to move forward. And he was really naughty. And so our little girl, um, Kelsey, when she was little, she was like four, she picked it up. And so I'd say, Kelsey, you, know, you were supposed to do this. Mom, that's the past. That's the past. So my parents not knowing that this was going on, she was staying with them. And they got in an argument. And she looks up and she goes, guys, guys. That's the past. My mom's like, where'd you get cute. this? You know? so cute. But you know, again, it's the past. Yeah. And isn't Good. it wonderful to put things in that category? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, his mercies are new every morning. Did you write that down? I did. Yeah. So Lamentations <laughs> yeah. chapter three. Yeah. I like that it's 333 because you can totally remember it. You yeah. know? This week, actually, that verse really stuck out to me. And I was reading it in the NLT. And mm. I read ahead to verse 21. And in the NLT, it just fit perfectly this week with the elections and everything. It says, yet I will dare to hope. Mm. So here in the midst mm. of the lamentation, in the midst of this, like, things are crazy, and are they going to turn out where we're going to survive? Yet I will dare to hope, because his faithfulness is great and his mercies are new every morning. Uh, you know, I think one of the problems with the past, too, is it either leads to condemnation or pride. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we don't want either of those. Mm -hmm. yeah. We don't want the condemnation of the past, like you blew that, exactly. that was so bad. How could you even think that you could go forward? You know, mm -hmm. you've got this, it will drag mm -hmm. you back. And, and then again, like we said, pride. Oh, mm -hmm. you are so great. You did that so good. You're better than everybody else. Who are these people thinking they have a chance, you know, drag you back? Yeah. So then that's a more, I think that's a more insidious one because we always think of leaving the past behind as leaving all the garbage. Right. But we also have to leave behind, and I've done that before too, kind of almost found an identity in the way I handled a certain situation or something like, yeah, but I was really close to God and I really dialed in and obeyed. And it's like, wait a minute, you know, and just keep, mm -hmm. you know, going back to that as like a badge of honor or something. It's like, mm -hmm. wait a minute, move forward. Um, actually, I have another C.S. Lewis quote. This was C.S. Lewis week, I guess. But um, in Screwtape Letters, I love how he talks about, because just thinking about that, like leaving the past and not worrying about the future either, but being in the present moment, because he said that in Screwtape Letters, he talks about how God wants us to attend to eternity, of course, mm -hmm. and to the present moment because he said the present is the point at which time touch, touches eternity, mm. is in the present, mm. like in the moment wow. right now that Can we're in. Can you say one more time? Uh, he said the present is the point at which time touches eternity. And so, you know, he goes on and says like, that's kind of God's ideal, is somebody who works all day for the good of posterity, uh, and then his, he washes his mind of the whole subject, commits the issue to heaven, and returns at once to the patience or gratitude demanded at the moment passing over him. Like, in, I'm gonna just come right back to the moment God has me in. Corey Tinboom had a famous saying mm. that when people would compliment her after she spoke, she would accept each one like a flower and make a bouquet and give it to God and say, this is your bouquet, mm. not mine. And if she got criticism, she would take it to the cross and say, you know, that night and say, Lord, you know, I was wrong in that place and my attitude was wrong, but I also give you that too yes. so I can go forward. Mm -hmm. And I thought that yep. was such a beautiful picture of um, advancing, 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, moving forward. But then I want to move on to day three. I mean, question three. I love this question. Yeah. Um, the appraisal of the call of God. And I just thought, am I seeing it as a privilege? Yeah. And yeah. Um, as an upward, an advancement, a promotion. And I was thinking about how whatever God calls us to do, to see it as the call of God. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it's the person that's hiring that makes it wonderful. So um, I put down Matthew 20, and I know I've mentioned it in the context, I think, of Philippians before. But that's the chapter in Matthew where Jesus tells a parable of the vineyard owner who hires some in the morning, some in the afternoon, some mm-hmm. midday, and some in the late afternoon. And he gives them all a denarius, a day's wages. And I thought about... Um, you know, the, those who got it early in the morning worked all day. They complained, like, wait, you know, how come we didn't get more? And he says, yeah. I'm good. Are, you know, are, you're bad. You're the ones yeah. who don't want them to get as much or want them to get less or you want to get more. That just shows what's in your heart. Yeah. And I'm good. Yeah. I'm going to give it to everyone the same wage. But I thought about how the privilege is being called. I was talking to my son, Chai, about that. And he was saying that it was a shame an embarrassment in that culture to not be hired, to be mm. at noonday and still not have been hired or asked to uh, work in a field. Mm. It was considered just um, a humiliation. And a lot of men would just leave because they hadn't gotten anything. And it was only the very desperate, really poor that would stay around just hoping to be hired at any time. And so when you've got this, this analogy that Jesus is giving this parable, he, the privilege is that you get to work in the field of, of the vineyard owner. Mm. You know, it's that we get to work yeah. on Jesus' field mm-hmm. with his purpose. You know, he's telling us what to plant and what to pull up uh, and what are weeds. And we get to follow his advice working in his vineyard. And that identity, I work for Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, what better, um, you know, Bill Gates? No way. Mm-hmm. I work for Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And the benefits are eternal. Mm-hmm. And it, they're wondrous, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, actually, I was thinking, it, something you mentioned earlier, Angie, too, was the, the sense of purpose, you know, mm-hmm. that this isn't just for nothing. And I was thinking how so many people lack purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's why, I mean, honestly, that's probably what some of the writing was about this summer, is people that are in lockdown and don't have jo- you know, jobs and things. There's just a sense of restlessness. What do I do? I need to find purpose. And so many people, that's their issue, is that they don't have that they goal. Have a lot it's of like anger. We, because they have a lot of anger, yeah. too. There's so much anger on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I think it's from people, like, our purpose is to love the brethren. Mm-hmm. I mean, Paul said, oh, no one anything but to love the brethren. Mm-hmm. Here's a purpose. Yeah. You know, if God so loved the world, we need to love the people in the world like Jesus did. I mean, yeah. there's a purpose. What if the church of God, of Jesus Christ, just started loving yeah. And just say, how many loving messages can we put on Facebook? Yeah. How many nice things can we say on Facebook? What if we limited ourselves where we could only say nice and edifying things on Facebook? That what would a be difference. Amazing. I mean, wouldn't we change the whole way Facebook looked? Yeah. I might even go on there. Yeah. You know? But the reason I don't go on there is it's too mean spirited. Mm-hmm. It's walking into the cast of mean girls. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So my takeaway from the day was just that phrase, one thing, and it made me think Mm. of Mary. And Mm. that was her focus. That was her purpose was one thing I've desired and that that I'll seek after Mm -hmm. that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. That was really her heart. Yeah. Even though that's a different verse, but just sitting at his feet and Jesus said, she chose the one thing that was Mm -hmm. needful. Yeah. Yeah. It's the needful thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I put that God does not disqualify from his call um, because of failure or the past, or even because of past achievements. And I just think that is so important that to realize that God is the God of second and third and fourth. And, and so forgetting the mm-hmm. past, you can and, move forward. And I put down Ezekiel 18, because I'm in Ezekiel mm-hmm. this week. And in Ezekiel it said, if um, an unrighteous man will turn from his unrighteousness and and start doing righteousness, then I will turn from my anger and I will have compassion and I will forgive all his sins. Mm. What an opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. This is the God who says, all you have to do is turn. Just turn away from that and turn towards me and and you can forget the past too. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. So I love that. So good. Ready to move on or do you? No, let's do it. Okay, let's do day three. Verses 15 and 16, and I'll Angie, go would ahead. you read that? Thank you. <laughs> yes, I'd love to. Verse 15, therefore let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Mm. Yeah, and so he's talking about the mindset of the mature. And what mm-hmm. does that look like? Again, it's yeah, what we're focus. talking about. It yeah. pushes the past behind. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that Paul, I, I love how he said, if you think otherwise, God will show this to you. Yes. He'll make it plain. I love that because he's not like, yes. he didn't engage in argument to try to get everybody to get it. Like, yeah. now, come, you know, he's like, God like can Facebook. show you that. That's such a good, I mean, that's, I don't know about you guys, that's convicting to me, yeah. you know, when you see people doing certain things and you're like, I need to be the Holy Spirit for them. And it's like, mm-hmm. Pray, let the Lord speak it up. You know, let God, let go, let God yeah. do the work. I think well, what was sure saying that, let go. Yeah, <laughs> you know? he set an example and he spoke the truth, but then he didn't try to convict somebody. Exactly. He let the Holy Spirit yeah, do it. Yeah, the Lord can show you. I, mm-hmm. I just love that confidence that God can take care of it. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really neat. Um, I think I got this out of Cheryl's book on grace, but um, he wasn't a grace graduate. He hadn't attained. He wasn't a grace graduate. He still needed God's grace. Mm -hmm. What a wonderful quote. I know, right? Somebody one time was quoting to me out of one of my books, and I'm like, that is so good. Where did you get that? And they're like, um, they were kind of upset with me. They're like, you wrote it. Like, what did you do? Have a ghostwriter? And like, did I? Oh I must God. have been no. so in the spirit then. See, I put it behind me and I'm pressing forward. It's like Fanny Crosby. She forgot which hymn she wrote. Yeah, she that wrote was right. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. little, yes. Gra- little grace, right? Yeah. yeah. For the author. Yeah. Um, sorry, it's skipping on to number three, though, if mm-hmm. that's okay. I, I just, you know, I liked the NLT of that said, we, we want to hold on to the progress we've already made like together, and I was just thinking about, we've talked about this, I think, already throughout Philippians, the idea of unity and being Mm -hmm. of the same mind and all of those things, and I thought that was kind of cool. Like, even if they didn't have the mature mind, the call to unity was still there, and and it's so much easier, again, just thinking through this again, just how much easier it is to divide than to stay unified. That really does take more effort, you know, to really... Endeavoring. Yes, you have to endeavor. Endeavoring to keep the bond of peace and the unity of of the spirit. And that word endeavor always gets me Mm -hmm. because Mm. it is a struggle, Um, you know, to just to really, again, to 
to press towards love, to realize that love is the highest call. Yeah. You know, I mean, of course, the word of God and truth, and that's why we love. If the Spirit's not working in us, we can't love. We don't have the capacity to love. We're not putting love before truth. But we're saying if we have the truth, the more we give into the truth of mm. Jesus Christ, the fruit of that is love, because the fruit of the Spirit is love. My dad yes. said, put a period there. Right. And yeah. then this is all the attributes of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, self-control, kindness, that those are mm. all... Uh, that those are all the aspects of love, but this is what it's gonna lead us to is love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I you know, I see that too. Like mm-hmm. Paul's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna love which which brings me to the next day. So I'm gonna save my comments oh, right, for the right. next day. Okay, well I have a takeaway yeah, from today. Um, just that this is a picture of soldiers following one leader and that mm-hmm. unison is like, like I just picture soldiers marching in line and there's a verse in Galatians 5 that's like talks about keeping in step with the spirit. And so it's like all being in line, having one leader and that's where the unison comes from. It's not just like one person's in charge and everybody's following that person, but it's everyone is following Christ, and that's the unison of the Holy Spirit. And then, yeah, and, and in that, you're, you're look, that way, if you're focused on that, you're looking for things. I know this is something the Lord's shown me. You have to look mm-hmm. for things to unite on instead of looking for things to divide okay. over. Okay. Find a way to build a bridge. And I've, yes. you know, I have, I mean, I think we all probably do have that right now, people that we disagree with. <laughs> and trying to find the things that you can actually unite on. And I've realized for me, that's a character building thing because it takes a lot of vigilance, effort, death, the self. You really have to die to yourself to be like, I'm going to try to find something to connect with you on and unite on because we are all following yeah. Jesus. So yeah. is love. It's assuming, <coughs> assuming the, the best. Again. Yep. I was walking yes, in my neighborhood. Exactly. I love to walk in my neighborhood and Jill was walking with me um, on one of those times. And I was noticing the difference between some houses build walls and some peop- uh, in front of their houses and mm. others build porches. <laughs> and I want to be, I don't have a front porch. I would die for a front porch. But I love the houses with uh-huh. the front porches. Those are like my favorite you houses. Be a porch. It's like welcome. Yeah, like come, come on. have coffee, yeah. come have tea with me. We'll talk. We might not agree on everything. Mm-hmm. And what is it that Ruth Graham Bell said in a marriage of a uh, couple agrees on everything, one of them's not necessary. And it's, it's the disagreement that I think for me, when somebody disagrees with me, it makes me rethink and reprocess. And I either get stronger in what I know to be true, or I amend and say, you know what? I don't see that in the Bible. I don't have to be so hard line on that. Mm-hmm. And so I love it because um, it's actually a, it's an opportunity to grow. Yeah. And I think sometimes, again, we just we care more about comfort than growing. Yeah, and boy, definitely. are we having an opportunity to grow right now. Yeah. But I put this to commit those who disagree with me to Jesus. I, mm-hmm. And this is really great for um, mothers of grown children. I am not to argue, but rather to pray and commit. Um, the truly mature don't fight. They press on to Jesus' plans and press into Jesus. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Amen. Maturity, not fighting. Mm-hmm. That's good. All right, let's move on to day four. And Jasmine, could you read verses 17 through 19, please? Yes. Brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, whose glory is in their shame, and who set their mind on earthly things. Okay. So one of the things I loved is Paul saying, look at my example. Mm-hmm. You know, you can look at me, but this is, um, 
what we can observe is how he feels and behaves towards even his enemies. Yeah. And that really struck me that he doesn't gloat. He cries. He weeps. Yeah. He weeps. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not happy that these people are set on their own self-destruction. Mm -hmm. This does not make me happy. This makes me cry. I don't yeah. want them to be like that. I grieve. I lament and in prayer mm -hmm. over these people. And, um, and then I put Psalm 37, 37, because it said, Mark the godly man, because the end of his way is peace. Yeah. And I just love that. I mean, when you're looking for those to imitate and those to follow, I look for the two things, you know, love and peace. And again, I go back to my Aunt Isi, because she was, she was also my mom's mentor. But she was one of the most godly women I've ever met in my life. So godly, always joyful, always wonderful, never judgmental. Like you felt like you could tell her anything and she'd be like, oh my, let's take it to Jesus. And yeah. I was really blessed too the other day because I was thinking, because you know, I'm getting older and I was thinking, man, I love my Aunt Isi's face and it looked like crepe paper. It was so full of wrinkles and she had short gray curly hair and she was overweight and she was like four foot 11. And she's like my favorite person. And I got so excited to see her face. So I was like, Lord, let my grandchildren be excited to see my old face. But I was, I was just thinking about, um, I marked her because she was, she loved the Lord's, God's word so much. She could quote it almost, you know, from Genesis to Revelation. She loved it. She believed in it. But she was the most, the most loving person I have ever met in my life, and I aspire mm -hmm. to be like my Aunt Isi. That would be like my aspiration in life, to be like her. Yeah. She called well, my dad Bud. Aww. Bud, how we doing, Bud? And she always called my mom Sis. Sis, now Sis, Sis. She was always on my dad's side in arguments, my mom would be like, Isi, you're supposed to be on my side. <laughs> So my mom was always on Brian's side. She's like, I'm just following Nisi's example. Yeah. I marked her. Um, I was just going to say, it's so good to know we're not alone, because sometimes it feels like we're fighting this battle against the world, and it is so discouraging, but to have those people that we can follow yes. and know, like, that encourages us to keep pressing on. And I think of that verse, imitate me as I imitate Christ, and we follow those people and watch those people that are imitating Christ. Okay, you yeah. said you didn't have that much to say. No, You're doing I so do. well. Well, they, I know. Who knew? It always <laughs> happens that way. It's the Lord. Yes, yes. Okay, and you guys make me think of like, I don't have anything to say. You guys got to carry this. And, yeah. <laughs> and yet here we are. Okay. Here we are. What do you have to say? No, well, um, verse 17 actually is one that I use, kind of going, banking on what, off of what you guys were just saying. That's a, one of the key verses I use in my classes when I'm teaching on the missionary biographies or church history because or you're doing your podcast those are or when we're doing the podcast exactly <laughs> but that's I think that's a big reason for history is because we are supposed to be noting these people even noting the ones that were bad so that we have some you know like a, a version like I don't want to go that direction I don't want to be and Jezebel exactly I don't want to be that person mm -hmm. but um but I do yeah, wear eye makeup what was I gonna say Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, but just looking at the example, it's such a perspective check. I was just telling my school of worship students that this week in the middle of, I'm sharing a story. I'm like, guys, isn't this such a perspective check for us? When we hear this story, it's like, oh, man, I like, 
How, look, look at how they're handling suffering and stepping out in faith, watching God provide. And it all points back to the Lord. And my other, mm-hmm. like I use Philippians 3.17 and then the other key verse I use is Daniel 11.32, which says the people who yeah, know their yeah, God yeah. will be strong and carry out great exploits. Because you watch how these people knew God mm-hmm. and what it translated to in their lives. It's like, oh, I can know God. And as I right. press into him, he can give me victory in these things. I don't have to like live defeated. I don't have to just live in fear. I can, you know, see God right. move and provide. And so it's just so good to have these examples. It's just, I don't know. I, yeah. I just have always appreciated that verse. It's like, see, it's biblical to look at history. It is. Those of you who don't like history, you're missing out. It's a biblical thing. Well, you know what? <laughs> if they had the perspective of a Christian history, like I, mm-hmm. I, I think I said this a couple weeks ago, I love my heritage. I love that I, yeah. I'm related to Amy Simple McPherson. I love that I'm related to Amy Carmichael uh, by the, the blood of Jesus Christ. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. or all the ands. There's so many ands in Christian history too, yes. which means grace. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to go to question two when you're ready. Oh yeah, I was actually just going to do that. Oh. Okay. About the enemies of the cross. Yes. Well, mm. I got kind of a, a way to look at it because mm-hmm. I, I thought to all of these people, the cross is not sufficient. Mm-hmm, exactly. And if the cross yeah. is not sufficient, mm-hmm. then it's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. If I still have to bring, you know, if, if it's about the way I eat, mm-hmm. or if it's about the rituals that I do, if it's about the days that I keep. And isn't that what this is saying? The exactly. God is their belly is the food laws, the shameful right. things is the cir- That's circumcision, right. That's right. focused on earthly things. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. And so that they're saying... So these are, again, what Paul is dealing with is he's dealing with other Pharisees mm-hmm. who are still putting stock in the law, in mm-hmm. the Mosaic law. And they're like, Jesus is fine, but he's an addition right. to Moses. Mm-hmm. And Paul says, no, he is. Moses has been absorbed in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the fulfillment of Moses. You didn't fulfill it. Jesus fulfilled Moses. So now Jesus is everything. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, but we still want to keep the dietary laws. We still want to keep the rituals. We still want to, and they still think that those things get them, um, like a a superior access to God. And it's like, no, the superior access to God is through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so this again is legalism, like we were talking about last week. And again, from your book on grace, you called it an enemy of grace. And it is when we look at that, when we don't take the cross that Jesus died to Mm. save us from our sins and he lavished his grace upon us and that's how we're saved, then we're being an enemy of the cross and an enemy of grace. I Mm. also noticed too that they were um, focused on earthly things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I thought about Matthew 16, 23, when Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. He's talking to Peter. And he says, for you are mindful of the things that be of men Mm. and not of the things of God. Mm. And I'm thinking about how we can be so mindful, like overly occupied with the things of men. Uh, Like who is winning the election? Who really did get Georgia? Who really did get Pennsylvania? Is Arizona, should there be a recount? When, When we get of the things of men. Like everyone out there is worried about that, mm-hmm. but not in here. Right. Here, Jesus is on the throne. You yeah. know, we're not, we're not like being, again, shaken, but mm-hmm. I don't want my mind full of earthly things. Yeah. I want my mind filled with the things of Christ. Yeah, and again, it takes vigilance. Like you guys, this morning I came in the parking lot. The first thing I did was like, oh, I didn't get a chance to scroll through and see what is going on in Georgia and what is going on in North Carolina. And are we gonna keep the Senate, all this stuff? It's like, oh my gosh, I had to like 
you know, it's like, okay, Jess, be vigilant. What are we talking about this morning <laughs> in Philippians? Yeah. It yeah. requires that constant. Do you yeah. think that God has allowed this as a test? Yeah. I mean, I believe this is a test for all believers. Like, are you going to be mindful of the things of the flesh or are you going to be mindful of the mm -hmm. things of the spirit? It's not like y'all flunked. No, we're still in the test. You still can get an A. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we could still press on. Again, okay. Maybe this morning you were scrolling, but that's the past, right? isn't yes, it? Yes, that's, that's the past. past. Like Kelsey would say, right? Yes, yes. it's, it's the past. <laughs> well, this is the whole thing of we haven't attained, that's but right. we're pressing on that's towards right. maturity. That's I mean, right. some well, of you did the same thing this morning. Let's, you know, it wasn't just I me. Did. Yeah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to know. Yes. What's well, the numbers? I think it, we all want to know, you know. Yeah, Can yeah, we yeah. move on to day five? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah we Verse gotta press 20. on. Verse Let's press on. <laughs> that was the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheryl, would you mind reading this? We're tired Verse of 20? talking about those people. Because <laughs> now we're going to talk about the believer's mindset. But yes. our contrast. Oh, okay, these are glory words. Our citizenship is in earth. Oh, oh no, 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 no. I'm so sorry. But oh. our citizenship <laughs> is in the United States of America. <gasps> sorry, sorry, sorry. But our citizenship is in California. Oops. Oh. But our citizenship is in Orange County. Do you get what I'm Isn't saying? Isn't this appropriate? Yes. yes. Seriously. But our citizenship is in heaven. Amen. And we eagerly wait Hallelujah. for a savior from there, from mm -hmm. heaven, not from Washington, D.C., not from <laughs> Sacramento. Our Savior is in heaven, yep. the mm. Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And um, I was talking to Char, and we were talking about how citizenship was so highly prized yes. in that culture. Yeah, right. I mean, it in was everything. And, it, yeah. was, it was your identity. It was a get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah. Seriously, you know? Um, you couldn't be crucified if you were a Roman citizen. Mm -hmm. You weren't supposed to be beaten. You weren't supposed to be beaten, well, without a trial. Mm -hmm. And so you had all these privileges. Yeah. And so citizenship was so prized. And he said, in the Philippians, this is a Roman colony where they all, if you were born in Philippi, you automatically got citizenship. So to say I'm from Philippi was, oh, that was like a marker because this is where all the... Um, the veterans of the Roman wars all settled mm -hmm. and they had prestige in mm. Philippi. So it's considered a very prestigious place to be born or to come from. And he says, no, I want you to prize even higher that your citizenship now is in heaven mm -hmm. and you've got all the privileges right now of that wow. citizenship. And even that he was referring to, you know, Jesus as Lord and Savior. Those were terms for Caesar. And so he's That's just right. transferring That's all right. of it. Guys, yeah. you're thinking of the wrong citizenship, right. the wrong Lord. You yeah. know? Not that they were, but just to remind I them mean, again. Seriously, we've got, exactly. you know, I'm sorry, Biden or Trump. Yeah. They had Nero or Nero. You know, I mean, like before Nero was Caligula, you know, then they're going to get Domitian, who started that. Yeah, persecution. Oh, there were some really twisted emperors. So, so I mean, talk about you know, yeah. multiple wives and all of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is yeah. hideous. Mm -hmm. And so he's reminding them, your citizenship is in heaven. He's not saying, you know what, you've got rights, take them up, protest. Mm. You know, he's saying. Remember, you're citizens. Act like citizens of heaven. Mm -hmm. Act like ambassadors of Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're representing a whole different kingdom, a whole exactly. different way of life, a whole different people group. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're distinct foreigners. Mm -hmm. And so yes. we're foreigners, like you said, ambassadors from heaven, and this isn't our earth. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I got on Savior. I was thinking yeah. about the different deliverers in the Bible. Yeah. And I was kind of going back to like Moses was a deliverer. I was thinking about um, Ezra, even Zerubbabel. The judges. Yeah. Right. But how, mm-hmm. right, the judges. But I was thinking about uh, specifically those who led out and mm-hmm. to somewhere else. I was thinking that Moses led out of Egypt you know, into the mm-hmm. wilderness, Joshua then into the promised land. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about how Zerubbabel led a company of people out of Babylon back to the promised land mm-hmm. and how Jesus as our savior is leading us out of this earthly um, life into the citizenship, into like the heavenly realm. Right now, the kingdom of God is right here right now and we're mm-hmm. all part of it. Mm-hmm. And we have, what did they say? The kingdom of God that is and is yet to be. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my best friend and I were talking the other night about um, Isaiah forty three eleven, where it says, "I am the Lord." Wait, and bes- I wasn't talking to you about those things. What? Oh, oh, right. oh, yeah. <laughs> Your other best friend. Well, Alina. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There's this awkward moment on the stage. Wait, what? What just happened? I know. <laughs> You're supposed to say my other best friend. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> One of my best friends. Yeah. About me. Like we're like just totally. You guys, we need some time here to sort this out. Excuse us for a minute. We're gonna endeavor to keep the unity. Yeah, we gotta get unity here. I just created disunity. (laughs) Um, We're talking about Isaiah forty three eleven, and this is just so simple. But I was like, I really need to like imbibe this, where it says, "I am the Lord. Besides me, there is no savior." It's Mm -hmm. like, man, I I really. That's so simple, but it is like what you're just saying. He is the savior, the mm-hmm. only one who but can what lead. But I got too is a savior is leading. Yes. Like again, when we're talking about that progress, right, yeah. of going forward mm-hmm. and of putting it behind. Like they left Babylon mm-hmm. to go to the promised land. They left Egypt to go to the promised land. That there is so the good. leaving, the Everything. putting in the past. Mm-hmm. And what is it? It said in um, Hebrews chapter eleven, if they remembered that country that they had come from. Mm-hmm they yeah. would have tried to build a city that replicated that. Mm-hmm. And that Abraham never builds a city yeah. because his citizenship is in heaven. Totally. Actually, that was one of my takeaways was about like when you're traveling, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you, you know when you're traveling, you're not there. You don't go to a hotel and like think about like, oh man, what could I do with these curtains and this furniture in here? Where you're not gonna, that's stupid. Yeah, you're not right. gonna do that. You're just there temporarily. And I was like, man, how often do we do that with earth? How comfortable can I get here? How settled can I get here? And it's like, no, like Abraham, this is not home. And to just keep that mentality, mm-hmm. like we would like call, call this hotel earth if you have to, to just keep that mindset that yeah. we aren't settling and establishing mm-hmm. ourselves here. Or like how you were saying, Abraham always built a tent. He never yes. had yeah. a yeah. home. It was always yes. a tent. And to me, that's that picture of yes. he's a nomad, yes. that heaven mm. is his home and this isn't. So and you have an open hand. Yeah, and yeah. that's the mindset. If we get nothing else from today, I think that's the mindset God wants us to have of forgetting the past and recognizing that heaven is our home and yeah. cultivating that but mindset. But if heaven is our home and Jesus is our Lord, we're going forward. We're yes. progressing. There's, and you know, think about it. It's this upward call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there's this cohesiveness to everything Paul's saying is that we're always upward going call. forward. Yeah. And our call is upward, mm-hmm. not downward. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's going to get worse from here. I always think about the Beatitudes, that the blessing is all for those who are leaving something mm-hmm. and they're going forward. Like, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
Blessed are those who are poor in spirit now, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You know, blessed, and you just think of like, um, our, the worst is over. Yeah. You know, what is it they say that uh, for those who know Jesus, that heaven is a hell. I mean, sorry, oh. ah, that earth is a hell. <laughs> right. And for those who know, who don't, don't know, know Jesus, Jesus, earth is heaven. This is as good as it gets. Which also explains the mentality of those who don't know the yes. Lord. And, and you're gonna, if you have that purpose and you're living in that upward call, you're gonna stand out. That was my, my other mm-hmm. big takeaway here is like, when, I know for me, whenever I've traveled, especially like in Asia or Latin America, you, you, you just stand out. It doesn't right. matter how long you're there. You're gonna stand out. I mean, for I remember when I was- your accent is in Spanish. Yeah, when I was in college, mm-hmm. I lived in Costa Rica for a long time and maybe I was able to blend in a little bit better, but I was still, very obviously an American. And it's like, we are gonna stand out if we're living for the upward call. I think Char was just saying that at staff meeting the other day, how his neighbors are like, wow, why are you guys so okay right now? And you know, you just, if you have the upward call of God in Christ, there's an assurance, a settledness, even in the midst of the chaos of the earth, people see it. And mm-hmm. you're, you're, you are a citizen of somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, I know when we lived in England, we didn't, you know, we couldn't participate in the elections. And you know, I remember Tony Blair oh, yeah. won and it was this big upset, but we didn't know who Tony Blair was <laughs> or, or Cherry Blair. We didn't know any of the things. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I'd have people on both sides, like they'd say, oh, this is really tragic because of this and this and this. And then it's like, oh, we're so excited to have this person. I'm like, okay, well, you like them, you don't like them, and it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. I'm actually from the United States. Yeah. You can be more objective, right? I can be yeah, really. so objective, like I can see his good side yeah. and I can see his bad <laughs> side. But it was like, it was so refreshing. And I think we came back with more of an idea, having lived there for four years, that our citizenship is in heaven. Mm-hmm. It really like kind of, you know. Yeah, hits home. Yes. Yeah. Angie, would you just read verse 21 to Thank us? Thank you, I'd love to. Okay. <laughs> So I'm going to start at the bottom of 20 just to get the context that our Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Okay, so what do we have as believers, this hope when we reach heaven? Well, we will be remade into the image of God. I'm thinking about full restoration. Mm-hmm. Everything that Adam and Eve lost in the garden, we get back. Mm-hmm. Everything. I've been reading this, these books lately about the millennium and how it's a time when all that's been taken is given back. Mm-hmm. And everything that was stolen is restored. The earth is restored. Mm-hmm. Everything. And, and we get the opportunity to make the earth ready for the new heaven, the new earth, and, you know, for the habitation of God. I mean, because the new heaven, the new earth is actually heaven comes and plants mm-hmm. itself on earth. And mm-hmm. I was just thinking about the, um, and all these books are stressing how everything is restored. I was reading wow. Tim Keller's book, A Path, um, Walking with God Through Pain and Suffering. And he talks about how Christians, unlike any other um, culture, have a culture for suffering. Because we say, in the end, everything mm-hmm. lost is regained, yeah. is, is given back, is restored. And it's, it's such a wonderful thing. And I think about everything even lost, like all my youth, is restored. Your youth will be restored like an eagle, you know? You know, all my energy will be restored. All the restoration of all 
things mm. because we were created not to age. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, we were created to, to live and to have energy and to enjoy all these things. And it's all restored, mm -hmm. you know, that the Lord will restore all this. So um, I think about that transformation. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, I had this friend and she thinks that I can't see all the, um, all the changes that have just been made to her face. And it was like, I'm looking at her going, oh my goodness, how many fillers? But I'm like acting like I'm not, but you're just like kind of like, oh, oh, oh. Like nothing's moving but your mouth. You know, I mean, no offense, you know. And it was just like, oh my goodness, like that's not gonna happen to me till heaven. <laughs> that's when I get the full, and it won't be Botox. It will be, you know, Holy Spirit talks. It will be like, it'll be like, um, so good to just, be transformed, this lowly body. I mean, I think if I let my wrinkles and I let my lines come, it'll make, it makes me look so forward to the transformation yeah. in heaven. It's like, I'm getting plastic <laughs> surgery. I just haven't set the date yet, you know? Uh -huh. <laughs> but, this, but this mortal will put on immortality and this mm -hmm. um, flesh will put on, you know, we eternal have a substance. Body yes. Yeah. yeah. Did you have something? Well, yeah, no, I'm just along those lines, like you're talking about the restoration of all things and, and just the fact my that he's. Robe. <laughs> the fact that he's subduing all things as well. I think uh, F.B. Meyer was yes. talking about that, how God will subdue all those aspects of my mortality that I struggle to deal with, the things that I just can't uh, get over or the you know, issues that I'm like, man, I'm you know, working through and trying to, you know, he's going to subdue all those things as well. Yeah. Like, and just, yeah, I, I yeah, love that in the idea of restoration. I yeah. thought of that as the whole resurrection, like that he has mm. the power over all to yes. resurrect the resurrection well, yeah. power. Yeah, yeah. But that's such a good element that he, all those things, those temptations, those weaknesses yeah, yeah. in our character, all of that he subdues. It's all gone. And yeah. heals and yeah. glorifies. Because it's yes. really, it's that's a verse about how powerful he is. He's mm -hmm. powerful enough to take these bodies. I was reading this morning in Ezekiel, where uh, the valley of dead bones. And God says to Ezekiel, Ezekiel, can these bones live again? And Ezekiel's like, uh, I don't know. Oh, you know, know. Yeah. can they? And the Lord says, watch this, you know, and then he yeah. speaks and, you know, flesh comes onto the bones and they get muscles and, you know, and then they, they stand up and then he calls to the wind to give them breath and they, they become these living beings. And I was thinking about, this is the resurrection power. And everything that Jesus is that we see in like Luke 24, that's what mm -hmm. we will be. Yeah. We will eat, we will drink, we will fellowship, we will talk. Yeah. And yet we won't be bound by the limitations of earth. And mm -hmm. I just thought about, you know, Jesus came as a man and he lived as a man. And we're told he emptied himself, right? In chapter two, or the Greek word kenosis. In yeah. other words, he did not use his divine abilities. He relied uh, completely on the Holy Spirit for all his spirituality. Though he was in the form of God, though he had all those rights, he chose, I mean, the absolute incredible restraint yeah. to not turn the rock into bread, mm -hmm. to not use those powers. But if he used his powers even once, he could not die for our sins. Mm -hmm. If he once relied on his own powers. He could not die as a man yeah. for men. So he had to live as a man, subject to all the temptations, the frustrations, everything. And then he had to lay down. He had to let them kill him. And he had to lay on the ground and let the Spirit of God resurrect him. Mm -hmm. 
but he was so righteous that that's exactly what happened. Yeah. He got, and what we see is Jesus got everything back. Everything that was taken away mm -hmm. is given back, and now he's got the name that is above every name, mm -hmm. that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow. And then Paul turns it around and said, that's, this, that's the power that's working in you. Yeah. That's the power. Not the, not the human power of Jesus, even though that was so strong, but you combined that with now the divine power as he sits on the right hand of God. This is yeah. the power awesome. that is working on behalf of you, like you said, mm -hmm. to subdue our sin, to say no to those things, to press forward, to get into the full call of God. And, and that's part of it. Everything that we need to live as citizens of heaven, to fulfill the purposes of God, is given to us through Jesus Christ. Yeah. We have got it all. Mm -hmm. So then why mm -hmm. would we think that a ritual, why would we think that a uh, earthly sovereign, why mm -hmm. would we think that a, um, um, that a dietary restriction right. would, would help us to that end goal when yeah. we've got all the power of God on our side mm -hmm. yeah. through Jesus Christ. And, I mean, and that's so good because no wonder Paul prayed that in yes. Ephesians, like yes. that the eyes of your understanding yes. would be enlightened to know you know, that power, like that's part of his prayer there. We need that enlightening of our eyes and just in the spirit to be able to see, oh my gosh, that's available to me. Yes. Like you're saying, like it is, yes. and I need the Holy Spirit to show me that more so I'll appropriate it. Yes, mm -hmm. so. because there's so much up ahead. Yeah. I think that's the so whole good. thing. There's so much up ahead. Don't, don't believe that it's over. You know, whatever mm -hmm. the media is saying, whoever's saying it, don't believe it's over. Yeah. We've only just begun yes. to live. So good. Yeah, you know, the there's new. so much. We've got new mercies. We've got new hopes. We've got new ways. You know, what you find in the Bible is the word new all the time. New covenant, new ways, new heart, new mm -hmm. mind. Mm -hmm. You know, all this new, new songs, mm -hmm. new days, new mercies. I could keep going. But there's always, like, God is always bringing something so fresh into our lives. And we're always resisting. You know, Jesus said, no one who has tasted the new wine says, at first says, I love it. They're all like, oh, I really like the old wine. Is there any of that left? Yeah. And God is always <laughs> pressing us to the new wine and to the new thing. And I think that God right now is putting to death a lot of things. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that are dying right now because mm -hmm. they need to die. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, I like some of the things that are dead. I want them mm -hmm. back. I mean, Heavens, I would love my dad to still be living, even if he was 93 and I, he had an electric wheelchair or something. I would yeah. still like him. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was thinking of all my friends that have died and people I love that have died. And I thought, wow, I have got to press forward. Yeah. You can't just keep sorrowing. Mm -hmm. You've got to say, Lord, what are your purposes today? And how can I be fully in that and going forward? Mm -hmm. So good. Well, we are out of time for today. And I think that just wraps it up. I love this whole passage is about mm. pressing forward, forgetting yes. the past. Yeah. And we have so much to press forward in with this hope of heaven and who God is and his amazing resurrection and power. And he won the election. <laughs> I'll just right. tell you right now, Jesus won the election. <laughs> he is our savior. That's and right. we need to have that mindset put on us. Yeah. So Cheryl. And you know, God's will. We yes, want God's will. Absolutely. And you know what? God's will doesn't always look like our will because he's got, yeah. a, he's got an end in mind that we yeah. need. Yeah. And we can the trust longing. him. God and sometimes what yeah. he does is he's killing the gods of this yeah. world yeah. to be the only God and Savior, like you said, mm -hmm. and no other. Well, would you close us out yeah. in prayer? Lord, mm -hmm. we thank you that you are the Lord. Yes. You are God. 
and there is no savior beside you. Lord, we want to accept, as hard as it is, Lord, that we do not know your will, Mm. and you do, and you have a plan, and you have a purpose, and we have not yet fully, fully entered into all of that. But Lord, we pray by the grace of Jesus Christ and the resurrected power of Jesus Christ, and because he is at the right hand of the Father advocating for us right now, we pray that we might be filled with the spirit of wisdom and knowledge, that we might understand the greatness of all Christ has done for us and all that is ours through Christ Jesus. Lord, that we might be so filled with the Spirit that we would light up wherever we go with the glory of Jesus Christ. That, Lord, whether they're Democrat or Republican, liberal or conservative, Lord, that they would put down their gods and seek the only true and living God. Lord, that our hope would be based not on the political system, but on Jesus and Jesus alone who conquered death and has risen again and will transform these lowly bodies. Mm -hmm. Lord, show us what it is like to live right now as citizens of heaven. Mm -hmm. Lord, let our investment, Lord, be in those things that moth uh, cannot corrupt, thief cannot break through and steal and are not subject to rust or decay. Lord, we look to you. Open our eyes that in your light we might see light, Lord. Lord, bless all those who are listening, who are watching, who are in this room. Bless them with that divine perspective that today and right now, Jesus Christ is on the throne and God is accomplishing his purposes. And we are moving closer and closer to the time when Jesus Christ will rule and reign on this earth. Mm-hmm. And Lord, may we be part of of that work. In Jesus' name, amen.